Well, good morning. Um, I've just sat down with a nice cup of coffee. I'd make you one and ask you to join me, but I'm afraid if you want one, you'll have to make your own. You know, during these last few months, as we have been in the grip of this pandemic, statistics are suggesting that more people have heard the gospel message than they normally would. Mostly this has been through social media, so we can praise God and thank him for that, for this opportunity that's come out of this situation. This means that people are more likely to be faced with the question, what is or who is a Christian? And I thought that we together could look at these two passages in Matthew and Galatians and ask the question, who am I as a Christian? We can do that by listening to what Jesus said when he spoke to the people on the mountainside, telling them what it was to be a true follower of him. In other words, what it was to be a Christian. And we can read what Paul said to the people in Galatia. Uh, And this is after the death and resurrection of Jesus and after the church was just beginning to be established. Um, Paul was telling the people in Galatia not only what it was to be a Christian, but how they should live as a Christian. So let's remind ourselves from God's word how we became a Christian, how we should live as a Christian, and how we can show others through our lifestyle that we are Christians. So let's start with Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So there's a thing. We are set free. That's who we are. We hear a lot of talk, uh, particularly in in the news at the moment, about being free. Uh, Free to live without suppression, free from being in bondage to other people. And it's good for us to strive for this freedom that we do need as people. But the freedom here that we are reading about is having the freedom of us having something removed from our lives that would prevent us from being right with God. And then having it replaced with something that will make us right with God. And that will then give us access to his kingdom, the place we call heaven. If you were to ask someone, do you want to go to heaven when you die? They would probably say yes. And then they might ask, well, what can I do to be sure that I will be going there? We know as Christians, that the answer is that Jesus has done it all. We can do nothing of ourselves, but what we need to do is believe in him and what he has done. And that's just not believing about him, that's just not believing the stories and the fact that he existed, but it's putting our faith and trust in him. Matthew 5 verse 20, again back with the Sermon on the Mount. This is what Jesus said, For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. So the first step is to let Jesus remove that burden of sin so that we will be clothed in his righteousness. And his righteousness far surpasses any righteousness that we could have. It surpasses the righteousness that the Pharisees claim to have. Paul, in his letters, particularly in the the book of Romans, talks a lot about righteousness. And he also refers to it here in the little passage that we're looking at. 
I was thinking this morning of that hymn, Burdens Are Lifted at Calvary. First verse is, cast your care on Jesus today, leave your worry and fear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. And the next step that we take from our verse this morning is to stand firm. And we stand firm, not in our own strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then we're encouraged to avoid things that can come into our lives that can slow us down or even begin to taint that righteousness that we have been given. Not that that'll stop us being with God in heaven, but it will just slow us down a bit in our walk with Jesus. Galatians 5 verse 1. This is our verse to consider just this morning. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. A little thought here. We live in the United Kingdom and we have a queen. It has been a king and probably be a king again, but we have one who is a ruler. But what we don't have is a personal relationship with the queen. When we are in the kingdom of God and when we are accepted, that citizenship begins as soon as we accept Jesus as our saviour. We have a personal relationship with the King of Kings through the Son of God who calls us his brothers and sisters. Let's just pray together as we thank God for these things. Our Father, we do thank you for who you are and for what you have done for us. You remind us that we of ourselves are not righteous. We have no right to come into the presence of a holy God. And because of the sin in our lives, we are condemned already and we come under the wrath of God. But our Father, we thank you that we are made free from these things because of your righteousness, because of what you did on Calvary's cross. Constantly remind us of these things, particularly in these days in which we live when we might be feeling that we are alone. Remind us that we are citizens of God's kingdom. And we thank you for this personal relationship that we have with you. We can come, we can bring our praise, we can bring our worship. And we can bring our troubles and our problems. We pray this morning in particular for the older folks, for those who are maybe living alone at home, who are still under lockdown. We do thank you that there is a little bit of relief where we can, maybe more people can go out, but we ask your protection upon that. But we do remember the old folk, and in particular we remember the folk at Stonedale Lodge. We think of those in Blundell House that once a month we will go in and share the gospel with the gospel in word and the gospel in song. We thank you for that opportunity, but we do pray for them. We pray for their safety. And we ask that your hand will be upon them. We ask all these things in the precious name of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, uh, just one more verse here. Again, it's from Galatians. It's not from the uh, chapter 5 that we're looking at, but it's the lead up to chapter 5. And it's verse uh, 6 and 7 of chapter 4. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's children. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Let's 
praise God for that today. And um, what I will do later this afternoon, I will be in touch with the folk in Blondel House. Um, I, I ring them up and just uh, ask how they're doing and tell them that we are thinking of them and praying for them. So I'll be back tomorrow and we can uh, have another brief look at this passage and just take one or two little gems that we can share and take with us during the day. So may God continue to bless us all as we do these things in his name. See you tomorrow. Bye now.